This is SB Nation Radio. SB Nation Radio. And SBNationRadio.com. Presented by Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans. Rocket Mortgage is with you every step of the way. Live from the O'Reilly Auto Parts studios, here's Aton Shander. What is going on in Houston? We just had a situation where Earl Thomas's wife busted through the door of a stash house where a uh, brother or other woman or something was going on in that house, and they knew it, tracking him down, gun allegedly to the head, chasing around with the knife, all this alleged. Here's Ed Oliver coming home to Houston. Buffalo Bills defensive lineman falling right in line. I don't know what's going on down there. John lives down there. You can rep the city at least for the next hour or so because I have no idea. But he's back home in Houston. and We're all home quarantining. We're all stuck at home. I get it. And You want to get out. You want to do something. And I know Texas, Houston, for example, is farther along in their reopening process than where I am in the Northeast. Oliver, though, that doesn't excuse charges of driving while intoxicated and unlawfully carrying a weapon. Now, the latter, things happen. People need protection. They need safety. And he'll go through the necessary charges for that. And that's something that can be amended if, in fact, you correctly, rightfully register your weapon. And I'm not going to come down for owning a firearm if there's a need or feel for protection. But when you get pulled over with an open beer between your legs and you can't pass a field sobriety test, I don't think many people out there are going to be like, but, but, but. Ed Oliver, the latest. Man, this is left and right. Yeah. It uh, feels like it. Remember, I was at three or four years ago, I think it was at its height, and all of a sudden it just kind of died down. It took a year or so. Was but, it, wasn't Josh Huff also uh, a player that did some, something similar? Yeah, with the Eagles, and he yep. was from here in Houston. He had a gun. Uh, yeah, he had a gun. I don't know yeah. what it is, man. <laughs> I don't know. I, I, look, the gun thing is easier to yes. explain yes. than driving. And that's the thing. Like, there these is no two explanation things. for the, the driving with the beer. You shouldn't do that. No, no. Driving there, he's 22 years old. Unbelievable. That the officer the who administered the test noted Oliver may have been impaired by something other than al- alcohol. Yeah. I wonder. Well, what was what would that be? I mean, you pretty much know if you can't smell weed, then you don't say that, right? So, what else would it be? Oh. This is SB Nation Radio and SBNationRadio.com. Presented by Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans. Live from the O'Reilly Auto Parts studios, here's Aton Shander. Michael Jordan's Air Ones. Air, think about this. Jim Trotter, who has covered the NFL for a while, was in the NBA covering the league, and Jordan came to town in D.C. and was wearing those ones. The ones, all right? The original MJs. Those Jordans set it all off. As iconic as they are, game worn. I don't even know what game this is. Just that it was worn in a game. This wasn't even like the final. I know we have the last dance that will conclude tonight at 9 o'clock Eastern time. But think about 
how you could afford in your life to spend over half a million dollars for a pair of shoes and then try and rack your brain to think what could top that. As soon as you get to that point of realization, all right, okay, got you, Shandarina. Wow. I would have to have a lot of money. You know, this isn't like one of these millionaire house shows where you scratch off a thing on HGTV, you scratch off a ticket, next thing you know, you win a million dollars, you probably have to give the government a third of that at least, and you go out and you buy a house with whatever you have left over. You're not winning a million dollars in the lottery and spending that on Michael Jordan's shoes. If you are, you're an idiot, but safe to say... The majority of people who did that wouldn't turn around. You may not even keep $560,000 when it's all said and done after winning a million dollars in the lottery. So you'd have to have a significant nest egg built in order to make a comfortable purchase of this thing going from 160 all the way up to 560 But it begs the question. We put it out on Twitter at Shander Show. Twitch.tv slash Shander Show, even on the line, 800 224 2004. I have a couple that have weighed in on Twitch, but the biggest thing you would have to think in order to find a piece of game-worn memorabilia that would outduel Jordan's game-worn Air Jordan 1s would be historical impact. I think that's the only weight right now you have to go because just iconic moment may not be enough. Muhammad Ali's biggest fight, his trunks, not enough. Now, Jackie Robinson's cleats or Jackie Robinson's Dodgers jersey. If you had the top of Jackie Robinson's Dodgers jersey, the day in which he breaks the color barrier, that's got to be worth a ton of money. That's got to be up there as far as amount that you could start and then generate. Because, look, let's be fair. It's not like this thing starts and ends at $560,000. It's the interest. And that's something that we need to factor in on this. We didn't really explore that angle in the second hour. But now here in our final hour, let's open up that door. We're talking about a piece of game-worn memorabilia that, yes, is as iconic as it gets with the start of it all in the Jordan 1s. But... We're also talking about something that starts and ranges from about a buck to a buck fifty expectation and through interest shoots all the way up. That did not open at five hundred thousand dollars and after two bids settled at five sixty. That thing opened way less than that and eventually just built itself up. And think about the level of interest and money and greed, which I love, that you'd have to factor in all of that, the trifecta, in order to keep pushing this thing and pushing this thing. And who the hell knows? $560,000 game-worn Air Jordan 1s. Now, on Twitter, at Shander Show, J.P. Scott, at the J.P. Scott, Babe Ruth's hat. Which Babe Ruth? See, you would have to go iconic, right? Historic. And I still think that Jackie Robinson's gear would trump Babe Ruth. If you wanted to go something with Babe Ruth, and I don't even know if this game exists, right? If you have to go back and and find it, there's no video of it or anything like that. And it's not something that doesn't need video in order to still be proven. We know Wilt Chamberlain dropped 100. But 
Babe Ruth calling his shot. We don't know if that even happened. But wouldn't that be the moment? Babe Ruth calls his shot. I had the cap that Babe Ruth was wearing. I had the hat Babe Ruth had on. The helmet. They didn't have a helmet back then. No batting helmets for Babe. Yeah, that tight little cap instead. Now, that's that's something. But on the night in which the last dance concludes, on the day in which MJ's Air Jordan 1s go for $560,000 in auction, I don't think anything Babe Ruth has, including his bat, to be honest with you. I don't care if you take that historic year in which he outclubbed some teams with home runs. It's not enough. Now, this I love. E-Dog at Starforce Trio, who helped us out in the break with the Josh Huff story. (laughs) Thank you, sir. Jesse Owens running shoes from the 1936 Berlin Summer Olympics, and then he throws a little bleep you, Hitler. And why not? Why the hell not? Boy, that's a great one. I mean, you, again, if you're coming with an answer, if you're coming with something that would match, at the very least, the interest and the drive in an auction to place game-worn sneakers at 560 if you're looking at anything comparable, then, yeah, I do think you have to start at the top. You have to start at what sport, what athlete made the most impact. And it's not the day in which Emmett Smith broke the all-time rushing record. That ain't going to sell for squat. His cleats on the day in which he's a member of the Arizona Cardinals and sets the all-time rushing record ain't selling for anywhere near what Jordan's preseason kicks would sell for, let alone game-worn in the regular season or finals. So you have to go top dog first. And that's where something like Jesse Owens stands out. That's where I love it. I think that in order to go... As high of an impact, large of an impact, large scale of Jesse Owens in 1936, of Jackie Robinson breaking the color barrier, something along those lines. I don't know if you would find anything else. (laughs) Think about what else Jordan has that could sell for that. If you had the basketball, let's just think about this. At Shander Show, twitch.tv slash Shander Show, 800-224-2004. Say, get us across the board. What happens if you do open it up? What happens if you do look at equipment? How much is something Michael Jordan, like a basketball, how much is that going to sell for? Remember, he hit six threes. That shrug. Six three-pointers, finals record for a half. 35 points. He finished with 39, remember, but 35 points, also a record. It's one of the more iconic moments in the NBA where Jordan hits another, raining down another three on the Blazers, runs back, looks over at MJ and shrugs like, I don't know. What can I say? It's called the shrug. The game itself, it's the shrug game. So what if I got you the basketball from the shrug game? Now how much are we talking? Now with the last dance. This is all because the last dance 
has reinserted with our mutual across all generations love for nostalgia. And that's something that I do feel like we could all come together. It doesn't matter if you're a millennial or younger than a millennial, whatever you're called, or older than me, and generation X, Y, Z. I don't know which one. I, I think I'm Y, maybe. Maybe I'm Z. I'm not sure. But all of that, even boomers and beyond, right? Grandparents. That's one thing we can all agree on is we share an appreciation now more than ever for nostalgia. I don't know what that says about our current climate across the board, but we are in a period right now. Normally, nostalgia sells in this country. It's just something that look at all the times that movies get remade, all of the TV shows that get remade, a concept or a theme that gets either remade, rebooted, brought back. I mean, Westworld, I told you about that. Westworld essentially took the concept in the first two seasons, copied and pasted it to new people and new faces and new environments in season three. They didn't even take something. They just rebooted the reboot. It's crazy. They didn't even create anything new. So you already see this love, this appreciation, this we need to reach out and we need more nostalgia. We need more nostalgia. And now it's at an all-time high. So you'd have to find a game like that for Jordan. You'd have to find like a shrug game. You'd have to find, you know, that game in which against the Lakers where he goes up and then around. Or maybe it's simply the push-off. That's another game that's known by a Jordan act. It's another game that's known simply by what Jordan did. Take the game in which he sinks that shot after pushing off Byron Russell. Brian, right? And then left hand pushes off, shoots that bucket, goes in way bigger than any of the Craig Elo shots. This one won the final title. This one was the sixth title. And yeah, the guy pushed off. If there were Twitter and anything else going on back then, it would be GIF of the year, man. Can you imagine? Think about this. Can you imagine LeBron James pushing off? Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, Draymond Green pushes him off. Get out of here. Knocks down a shot. Cavs win. Cavs win. What? Or he pushes off Giannis. Lakers, Bucks in some expedited return to normalcy NBA Finals. And you have the game in which we all thought was going to happen. Game 7, Giannis's Bucks have pushed this thing. Lakers, up and down, but when they've won, they've looked great. And here you have LeBron James. Giannis, of all people, the best guy on that team, suited to at the very least get in the way, if not stop LeBron in the final possession. Yeah, you got Anthony Davis. You've got other people you can dish off to. This isn't a Steve Kerr, Paxson type situation. This is a take on and shove Russell the hell out of the way situation. But instead, it's Giannis. And here comes Giannis, you know, fresh off the identity theft and the Instagram live videos that are terrible to One Nation, all the other mistakes that have happened either to him or by him. Redemption is in the air. You could smell it like a quarantine barbecue next door. Your neighbor's cooking again. They got that grill going again, man. What are we doing here? Why are we inside? Push off, bucket, 
Lakers win another championship for LeBron James. Do you know how much resistance that would be met with? It's unheard of. It's unlike anything that you've experienced in sports as far as something with backlash on the field of play. Nothing. Not like the Russians stealing something against our American basketball team. None of it. Nothing like that. The hockey is nothing. The back. Oh my God. He cheated. That would be the first thing you would get is he cheat. LeBron had to cheat his way to another title. Here's MJ just pushing him off. I don't think there's anybody that has played the game of basketball on any level, has watched the game, covered the game. It doesn't matter. Love and appreciation for it or just a casual viewer? I don't think that there is anybody that can watch a YouTube clip of that shot and say Michael Jordan didn't push off. John, you've seen the clip, I'm sure, a million times, yes. right? Yeah, of course. I mean, is there a, like, think about how much of a slam he pushed off, and it's all right. It's readily accepted, generally accepted. Now, I ask you, before we break, I ask you, what happens in the world of sports, specifically in social media, if LeBron James wins a title that way? It doesn't matter if he has a quadruple double going, but the last play is him pushing off of Giannis, sinking the series-clinching bucket. Oh, yeah, Twitter goes crazy. Social goes crazy crazy everybody goes crazy uh, it's brought up for the history uh, forever whenever lebron yep. james it's like an asterisk it's almost as if lebron james didn't win that title that's how people would talk about it that's right they'll talk about it as if he cheated to get it it's unbelievable man how you could see this thing play out at shander show twitch.tv slash shander show 800-224-2004 i don't know if you'd find another piece of game war memorabilia but i'm sure if you look at Something Michael Jordan, a ball, something like that in a game as iconic as the shrug or push off. This is SB Nation Radio and SBNationRadio.com. Presented by Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans. Live from the O'Reilly Auto Parts studios. Here's Aton Shander. You had a good one. John, why don't as far as game-worn memorabilia, I think we've exhausted that. But if you start to look at shoes and a basketball, I know game-worn as far as other people, not for MJ. But if you start to look at other shoes for Jordan and maybe a basketball, because that's really the best equipment that you would associate with the iconic games or moments with Jordan, you had a really good one that actually could rival the 560K. Yeah, uh, the only thing, I mean, there's not much else that I can think of game-worn-wise that could rival that except for any of the, the championship games that Michael actually played in. So, for example, his last championship that he won, the shoes that he wore in the game he won the championship. The push-off. That those could definitely beat that, for sure. Yeah. Do you know what he wore on those sh- that day? I will look it up and find out. What shoes did MJ wear in the push-off game? His last championship, 98 finals, a pair of Air Jordan 14s, which have since taken on the nickname Last Shot. All sneakerheads are banging their fists on their dashboard. You idiot! The Last Shot Jordans. How the hell do you not know that? Yeah, I'm an idiot when it comes to that. Now, had Jordan hit a three, he missed it to win game five. 
Had Jordan hit the three-pointer to win it all in Game 5, the 13s, not the 14s, would have become last-shot Air Jordans, but it's the Jordan 14s. So you think the Jordan 14s would sell more than the Jordan 1s? Uh, yes. If they're game-worn, okay. for sure, yes. I, I, I do agree, because there's nothing game-worn that would trump the final game of your career as a champion before you go to Washington, right? Like your final game in a championship run where you have now put together six years of domination. I think that would be clearly, for me at least, and I'm sure you agree since it's your idea, but that (laughs) would be clearly for me of all of the six years in which you can point to the kicks in which he wore associated with the final game of each year in which they win a ring, that would be the one. It's not the first one. It's not the third one. It's not the fifth one. It's the sixth one. It's the last shot. It's the 98 finals. So we're definitely on the right track. But you're basically talking about the first or the last. To get the value, yeah. It has to be the first or the last. Yeah, there's nothing else that would compare. I think you're onto something here. I actually think that when you put those two up together, it's as iconic as it gets. The first one, as uncomfortable as it gets, the converse level ankle support was there, which is nothing. All the way through the Jordan 14s, which you got in the 98 finals. That's it. That's the one. I don't think that you would find anything truly different when it comes to that, I am more fascinated by the hypothetical reaction to LeBron James if, in fact, he pushed off. Because there's nobody else that would get that treatment. Kobe Bryant wouldn't get that treat. Shaq bulldozing somebody, Greg Ostertag in a final, Western Conference Finals, bulldozing some center in the East on his way to an and one in order to win the game, that doesn't get looked at the same way. But I think LeBron, nobody else has that level of scrutiny. Steph Curry. Steph could push off on somebody. Clay Thompson, right? The Splash Brothers. Draymond is different because he's not that big of an impact player compared to the people that discussion here mentioned. But who else? Russell Westbrook's not going to be there. No knock on him. Love Russ, but come on. James Harden, again, we're talking about champions. We're talking about Tim Duncan. It it would almost be like, what what did that guy do? If Tim Duncan pushed off somebody to win a championship, the general response would be, what did the guy who got pushed do to deserve that? Man, he must have said something like he must have taken a dive or he must have talked about Tim's mom or he must have said something off the wall in order. It's, it's not Duncan's fault. Um, you see the video? He buried his head, just rushed the guy with his shoulder, planted him on his back. What do you mean it's not his fault? Did you not see the video? Michael Jordan threw Russell three feet. That would be the equivalent of trying to argue innocence for Tim Duncan, who drops his head and bowls over somebody with his shoulder. No, it could have been Duncan's fault. You kidding me? Citizen of the year. I don't think there's anybody else that would go through that level of scrutiny. No big man, not Dwayne Wade, multiple champions. You can't find anybody. 
Michael Jordan, no, clearly not. Isn't that amazing? How often does that ever get brought up? You know, that's another thing. As we'll switch topics and move to something NFL-related, Jim Trotter joined us a little under an hour ago and want to repurpose a gigantic story that's coming your way Monday. But this thing all with the hypothetical surrounding the last dance, here's one reality for you. Nobody in the argument of LeBron versus Jordan, as stupid and ridiculous as that is, ever brings up, well, Jordan pushed off to win his sixth. Isn't that That would be like some of the easiest ammunition. And that's never brought up because people know the deal, man. This dude is untouchable. This is SB Nation Radio. And SBNationRadio.com. Presented by Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans. Live from the O'Reilly Auto Parts Studios. Here's Aton Shander. Think about if you were to expand this Michael Jordan thing into movie, into cinema. <laughs> this is the top level top 10 movies of all time. You would have to be in that level of a, a category, right? In order to find something worn by an entertainer. Now, you can go music. That's fine. Prince. Let's just look at Prince. I don't know why he came. Prince or Bob Marley. Those are the two that come to mind. I don't know why, but let's just start there. Would a guitar that Prince played in the most iconic song moment of the most iconic tour. In in the rain at the Super Bowl halftime show. Perfect. Thank you. Look at you, man. You sell yourself short for <laughs> stuff outside of sports. You had that one ready to go. Oh, yeah. People on the Twitch channel, they can see we're not talking about that during the break. For sure, but I'm also a really big Prince fan. So. <laughs> That's fine. Listen, there's clearly nothing wrong with that at all. If, if anything, if you were smart in your younger days, you use that to your advantage. But here's the thing. Yeah, you would have to go guitar in the rain Super Bowl. Would that sell for $560,000? I think it would. Because it's, I think, well, according to what I've seen, a lot of people regard that as one of the best halftime shows ever. I think it is the best. That and Beyonce are looked at as the yes. best. Yes. So, I mean, I think it might. It really has a chance to be higher than that. Wow. $560,000 for the acts that Prince is playing at the halftime. All right. That's one. Now, Michael Jackson. I know he said Bob Marley, oh. so just take your pick. I mean, this could be a guitar that Marley used where he wrote Jammin' or one of the more famous songs. Not best, I'm just going famous, right? One of the more famous songs ever. I would think Bob Marley has enough global appeal. Michael Jackson and Prince, too, as well. Don't get me wrong. But I just feel like Bob Marley, I'm putting him in that category as if you, you just need to find the right moment, the right tour or the right equipment or just something that he was using a guitar for the right song that you can associate with. But Michael Jackson is the glove, right? The You'd glove, have to go the glove. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. So Michael yeah. Jackson's glove on, what, the Thriller tour, Smooth Criminal? When See, Thriller is the most iconic, is it not? 
think about when you look at everything Michael Jackson has done. I guess you could look at Billboard hits and maybe go from that span, but I don't like popularity. I like as far as quality. There may be a little bit of a debate at the top, but Billie Jean is up there. Beat it. Uh, Beat it is just old school, man. I think Thriller. Thriller, Thriller because, no? No, I think Thriller as well. I'm trying to think. Beat It is definitely there from an older standpoint. I do recognize the impact that Billie Jean had. I mean, Billie Jean is absurd when you look at the popularity it had as well. Three solo Hot 100 number ones, two from off the wall. Billie Jean, seven weeks at number one. The song perhaps most famously introduced the iconic Thriller album to the masses. See, that's the thing. It's it's the first song play. It's like the biggest one off of Thriller before Thriller hits. But Thriller had the video associated with it. The dance that carried over, that's iconic in its own right. I mean, we're splitting hairs here, right? But still, I do think that Thriller or Billie Jean, take your pick, those two songs, right? Thriller or Billie Jean, the glove for Michael Jackson. Is that going to go for $560,000? I think so. I think you're with me too, John, on that. I, I think so. I, I just don't know. Was it only one pair of gloves? Because obviously it wasn't. That's the, that's the problem for me. No, he only had one glove on. Well, one glove on, but you know what I mean. Like if it's if he had probably had different gloves. If I can tell which glove this was, and if that glove was used for that moment, then yes. What about the video of Billie Jean? How about that? Yes. If I if I know that that's the glove that was in the video of Billie Jean, then yes, that, there that you goes go. for more. Yes. Okay. Absolutely. I love it. At Shander Show, Twitch TV slash Shander Show. Eight hundred two two four two thousand four. Look at movies. Boy, this is going to be even a wider range of conversation here. Godfather. Marlon Brando. Something from Marlon Brando. Like the, (laughs) I'm joking, but, you know, the cotton swabs that Marlon Brando had in his mouth (laughs) to make him sound like that. I don't know. Could you take the hat from Humphrey Bogart in Casablanca? You have to go back. Is there something in Pulp Fiction? I, I don't know. I think that movie's overrated. Goodfellas. Something in Goodfellas? And would, again, it's not just the shirt that Ray Liotta wore in Goodfellas. It has to be something significant. It has to be something specific to the movie. Taxi Driver. I mean, that now you're talking about nostalgia, trying to find something that you could build. All right, here you go. How about this? How about the bike that they used in E.T.? Okay, I can see some value there. Right? Yeah. 1982, all of a sudden Spielberg comes out. All right, look, we're going to sell this bike, auction it off for people that are suffering as a result of COVID-19. I'm not sure it would get up to that level, but that's probably the value, like good value. But I don't think it gets to $560,000. I got gotcha. you. Do you think it would sell for for five hundred sixty thousand dollars? No, I, I don't. I don't think it would sell for that much. But I think it would get up. I mean, I could see three fifty. 
I could see 350, 375. I could see somebody getting up to that point, but not to 400,000. What about the whip from Indiana Jones? Raiders of the Lost Ark, if you want to go there. Famous whip scene or two. What about, oh, how about, we talked about shoes, right? We talked about the iconic shoes, the MJ1s, the Air Jordan 14s, the Last Shot 14s. What about the shoes from, who is it, Alice? Not Alice. Who's the Wizard of Oz? Not Alice in Wonderland. Who's the Wizard of Oz? Dorothy. Dorothy, yeah. How about Dorothy's shoes from the Wizard of Oz? Now you're talking. You might have some value there. All right. Now, and it We're may building. Be, We're building. I think you're on the same level as the bike, though, from E.T. Okay. We need to appeal to it. Uh, let's look at it. A, <laughs> I love this. A Ball 316 on Twitch. Pee Wee Herman's bike. That would definitely get some coin. I don't know <laughs> yes. if it would push 560, but from Pee Wee's Big Adventure, that would push that red bike. That would push some coin, man. Now, we'd have to start looking at... Something that has been around forever, a franchise that has been around forever, remade, reinvented, extended, if you will. But is there something from Star Wars? Is there something iconic? Luke Skywalker's lightsaber from the original Star Wars where he battles, I think it's somebody who, I don't know who it is. (laughs) Somebody he's fighting with that lightsaber. Now, look, you've got a lot of people out there that have been inundated to the Star Wars series now, and nine in. They've made three at a time. It's like Jordan winning championships. They come three at a time. So, clearly, if there are nine movies of something like Star Wars, then the more you make, the more build-up love and appreciation there'll be for the first All right, let me go a little off the map here. One of the best movies, one of the top kid movies. John, let me just throw this out. No wrong answer here. But what's one of the most iconic kids? And I'm not going old, old, like 70s, Bambi, something like that. But I'm saying what's going to stand out for the how it looks, the story itself, the presentation, all of it. One of the most iconic movies. Uh, for for me, uh, it was kids movies like Mike was for me with Lil Bow Wow. Yeah, wow, yeah. that's definitely not where I thought you were going at all. Is that a kids movie? Uh, yeah, it is. Oh, I didn't know that. Oh, for sure it is. Oh, okay, I didn't. Re- no, I was saying Toy Story. Oh, <laughs> okay, uh, I got you. Uh, it's you know mostly Pixar and CGI, but I wonder if you had the original toy. That oh. one of the characters were based on, if that could sell. Ah, oh, I don't know. I don't know if the original. Now, yeah, I don't know if that gets the value. Nothing from. What about Rocky? What Ooh, about a I pair of gloves earlier? Yeah, now that you're talking a because pair like- of gloves from the first Rocky. Oh man, I hate to give any props to Rocky, but <laughs> yeah, no. I think- All right, let me ask you this. Let's do this. What sells more? When you put the two on for an auction, and I know that you're talking about the starting point for both might be a little different because one's a lot bigger, but we're still talking about levels of iconic memorabilia. 
But what do you think is going to go for more money? And again, just because something is more expensive if you were to buy it new doesn't mean in this case that something less expensive isn't going to go for more in an auction. We're talking about an auction. Interest gets driven up. Money gets driven up. That's why you go from 160 to 560 overnight. So on one hand, you have a pair of gloves from Rocky and Apollo Creed in Rocky 1. The first Rocky, iconic movie. It's actually the only Rocky really worth watching. It's an actual drama. It's really a good movie. Not like the caricatures of the rest that became. That or the car from Back to the Future. The car from Back to the Future. You didn't even hesitate. No, I didn't. <laughs> no, I think uh, I think that is an even bigger cult classic. Like you think that, you could get yeah. 560 for the car and Back to the Future? I think you could get more than that. Interesting. I don't know, man. All right. Coming up, we'll wrap the hour. Bring on John Michaels, who's going to join you coming up at 9 Eastern across all SB Nation radio platforms. I'm Aton Shander. This is SB Nation Radio and SBNationRadio.com. Presented by Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans. Live from the O'Reilly Auto Parts Studios, here's Aton Shander. All right, thanks, John. Thanks, Jack. Earlier, I'm back with you tomorrow, 11 to 1 p.m. Eastern Time. As we'll look at this big story Jim Trotter broke on Friday and let you hear a couple of snippets from the interview tonight in case you missed it tomorrow. Coming up at 9 o'clock Eastern across all network platforms, what you should be listening to, you can push off the last dance. It already happened. I can tell you who's going to win, Jordan, the Bulls. So make sure you're listening to John Michaels, at John Michaels U on Twitter. What's happening, man? I, I love the conversation you were just having about what would uh, what what would cost five hundred thousand dollars or what would somebody pay five hundred thousand yes. dollars for. It's funny, uh, Andrew and I about two weeks ago when they had that all in challenge. Ray Lewis put the big all-in challenge for University of Miami people. You get the original turnover chain, and then it was you. You got to go out to dinner with him, and then you got wow. to lead the team on the field. It went for $120,000 is what it ended up selling for. And I tried to talk my wife into making a bid on that. She goes, I'm telling you now, if you bid on this, not that I had $120,000. But still, why the hell not? I mean, I'll put a bid in. Why not? She goes, if you bid on that, just go ahead and call an attorney because we are going separate directions. Nice. But, you know, that's something that if I had two hundred grand, I absolutely would have. I would have wore that turnover chain like I'm Zorro. Yes. And, And here's the thing. Who's going to say anything to you, right? I mean, you're walking around. You paid it. You have it. It's gigantic. It's obnoxious. I'm right there with you. I'd be wearing it on top of everything. I'd be outside in the cold up here in Philadelphia with it snowing out, and I'd make sure it's on the outside of my coat. Yeah, something I'd also pay $500,000 for if I could have radioed in a play when the Falcons were up 28-20. to with, oh, about three minutes to go, and I'm standing on the sideline doing radio for the team, and Kyle Shanahan decides to call a pass on second down. I'd love to have $500,000 to get in the DeLorean and go back in time and tell his idiotic ass to run the football so I could be wearing a Super Bowl ring right about now. So, John, I'm the, curious. How often is that referenced? Like, Is uh, that something that's just brought up in day-to-day where it's just referenced in conversations that aren't even Falcons or sport-related? 
Oh, yeah. Well, I'm married to a Saints fan, so every oh, now and man. then her and her entire family will just run it. You guys blew a 28-3 to lead, right, and, I, right. and I just have to sit and take it. But, oh, yeah, in Atlanta, anywhere you go, you do something stupid, they'll just look at you and be like, yeah, 28-3. to I'm like, really? I, I don't need reminders of that. I have nightmares waking up time to time, sitting there thinking <laughs> that I was going to win a Super Bowl, and ultimately we did not. Trust me, if 2017 didn't happen here in Philadelphia – my nightmares just as bad, just as deep, and they all are outside of one Super Bowl in Jacksonville in games that didn't even get that far. So uh, trust me, I, I understand that feeling, and you get over the hump, that top, and then that's all you talk about. But I am curious, just you know, looking back at that, real quick though, how is Atlanta? How is the state? How is the city? You guys are, are one of the few that have opened up kind of early. Doesn't look like it's been total chaos since, right? No, I mean, it is opening up. Friday was really the first day I saw more traffic in Atlanta. But, you know, I've spent time at the gym for the last three nice. weeks. I'm going every day. I went to the beach with the family over the weekend. It, it, the numbers are going down. I know there's people that would like you to believe otherwise. But as of right now, I think the state of Georgia has done something smart for once, and they're opening stuff back up. And Lord knows our local businesses need it in the worst way. Breaking news. Georgia at the forefront of something smart. I love it, John. <laughs> And we suck night, in brother. sports, we suck in sports, but we're pretty good at everything else. John Michaels coming up next.